everyone, and welcome to another episode of Always Open. I am your host, Barbara Dunkelman, and on today's episode is the most special guest, in my opinion, that we've ever had on the show, the one and only Trevor Collins. Yay! There's no third person to help clap. I'm a little nervous, if I'm honest. I know this is you and me, and this is a comfort zone, but this is what, the second time you've had a one-on-one? A one-on-one, yeah. The, the first time was with Aaron Zek, uh-huh. who plays Blake Villadon on Ruby. Mm-hmm. So, my girlfriend. Right, right. And uh, now it's my boyfriend. Right. <laughs> and I've come to accept my my second nature, my second place nature in no. this, this trifecta of relationships. Not second place. <laughs> You're tied. Oh. <laughs> At the very least. Listen, I could put on a couple of cat ears and we could figure this thing out. All right. But... Well, let's keep our kinks in between us. Oh, I'm well, just... fair enough. Our role playing. Excellent. We will. But yeah. Always closed, they say here on the <laughs> <laughs> Never closed, Never. always open. That's actually what we debated on calling the, the post show when we did it back in the day. Never closed. Ooh. But we just call it still open. Still, it, yeah. It's just as clever. Yeah. After hours. Yeah. But we haven't had you on the show since the first iteration of Always Open, where you've been on, I think it was two or three times. Mm-hmm. But it was with other guests. Yeah. And now you're here with just me. Just you. Yeah. I've seen I've been on one of each of your sets. And so it's, I'm, I really <laughs> like true. this. I feel like we need to cop a couple of these vibes for our house. You could. Oh, we could. I thought you were going to say for like one of your productions. I don't know. Why, immediately I went to work instead of our personal She goes, life. you could. Also, you're moving out now. <laughs> ah! Although I'm taking this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like we go for this kind of vibe in our house already. Yeah. Kind of like a, a bit of a mix between, not industrial, but like the brick kind of It's like look. lofty, modern with, with that brick look. Plants. Yeah. We used to have only fig plants, but now Trevor uh, has a little green thumb. And oh, he's yes. Been taking care of the what we call the gentleman. We call him the gentleman because we have the guys, which the guys. are stuffed animals that we've accumulated from our various <laughs> histories. So they all have their own personalities and their own endearment <laughs> to us, and we personify them in a very healthy way, I'd say. If you're an adult in an adult relationship and don't share stuffed animals with each other, what are you doing? Right. Come on now. But and if it's... you're not making them dance to sultry songs <laughs> and Barry White and and uh, we Pony. We should have brought We should have brought Teddy. Yeah. We I, have, <laughs> I have a Teddy that we got from England because yeah. I'm a huge Mr. Bean fan. It's Mr. Bean's Teddy. It's Mr. Bean's Teddy. And uh, we got one of them in... Greenwich when we went there together. Yes. And uh, so that was kind of like not only a little uh, souvenir. Souvenir. There you go. I don't speak French, but I hope I do someday. (laughs) Um, But souvenir. And so we could have, as you say, uh, le memory from that trip. I love you. (laughs) You're such a good audience. You put up with me. No, Trevor always says that I put up with him, but (laughs) I think he puts up with me. We're both huge goofballs. We are. That's. I love that about us both, though. Is that um, we both maintain a level of goof. And so whenever either of us is getting too serious or too like, life can be stressful, truthfully. And like the goofs bring us all back to our normal stat, mm-hmm. uh, status. Status. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that about you. Yeah. You're always like, I'm just too goofy. And I'm like, no, I love that. I'm goofing around. I'm, I'm, I indulge in the goof with you and I love that we can do that. But yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm a little plant daddy now. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you know, uh, we have a snake plant, which is notoriously hard to kill. Um, oh, they're going to say hard to keep. And I was like, I thought they were like really oh, resilient. They're very resilient. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we had that from a close friend of ours. And because they moved away, we like, I tried to revive this we thing. We can say Ashley and Bernie. Sure. Okay. Ashley and Bernie gave us a snake plant. The snake burns. And it was in their <laughs> garage for like, I hear two years. So the thing was definitely like 
in hibernation. It yeah. was definitely shocked. But it came almost in pristine condition. Yep. So I brought it back to life. I've successfully propagated it now. The family grows. Uh, Aaron Zek, even, as we mentioned earlier, she gave me a lot of plant advice. Mm -hmm. And so I have some ZZ plants, um, a money tree, and I've killed a few other things. Well, you've kept everything alive, despite my best efforts of not doing anything. Of just enjoying (laughs) the the nice pure air and the sights and sounds of a plant. Whenever Trevor comes home, he immediately checks on the gentleman. Yes, right. Do you want to demonstrate or express how, uh, I don't know how physical you get on this show, but how I look at them and and study them? uh, (laughs) I will describe it, but Trevor goes at a full 90 (laughs) degrees. He doesn't like, you know when you like are checking something, you might squat squat down and kind of look at it. Trevor stands completely straight and just bends his back at a 90 mm-hmm. degree angle let me let me investigate this water in front of me yeah this is as a, you describe a little example of what he does so be like hmm. just <laughs> just that he does a squat down he just looks at it from top down angle and starts talking to them yeah gives them well, some words of wisdom well they also like the co2 from my breath <laughs> i'm breathing the, the the breath of life into them i'm like a a papa at the mall browsing a window <laughs> You know, I'm like window shopping is what it looks like. Yeah. You've caught me. We have, um, you know, your doorbell cams and all of those things. And Mm -hmm. you've caught me outside uh, checking on our outdoor plants before like that. And um, hands behind the back, full 90 degrees. Speaking to no one. Yep. (laughs) Doing all right, little guy. You're doing good. You're growing so big. Oh, look at that little bud. You're blossoming so good. It's the most precious thing yeah. in the whole world. Well, I think there's something about it, and I don't want to keep us on plant talk, but I'm happy to live here. Hey. Um, I, I think there's something about some old studies, like Mythbusters did this too, where they link up a bunch of plants, they play like heavy metal, aggressive music, they play classical music, they do soundscapes, they berate some plants, and then they look at how the foliage has grown and and how healthy it looks and so there is part of me that goes just in case this definitely living thing has any level of sentience whatsoever (laughs) i'm gonna respect it just like we personify inanimate objects i'm gonna do that for a plant but you do yell at our alexa yes so (laughs) that's because in my opinion that's worse because ai i think will at some point try to murder us Mm -hmm. the singularity i don't know how much of an effect they'll have on uh have you seen the happening uh I haven't, actually. Oh, actually, okay. Oh. We can watch that. That's not too bad. <laughs> That'll be on our homework for yeah, later. But, we have uh, a, a running list of movies and TV and shows. And it grows way faster than we can watch. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the nights were like, what are we going to watch? And we pull out the list and we're like, I don't really feel like any of this. Let's, Let's go right back into the classics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to play a couple little games with you, Trevor. I love games with me, Trevor. <laughs> first, first one I would love to play with you is... Uh, our take, our new take mm-hmm. on the classic game, Fuck, Mary Kill. Okay. But I feel like Fuck, Mary Kill is very aggressive. It's kind of aggressive. Especially the kill portion of that. Like, yeah. I don't actually want to kill anybody. Right. So I have changed it to fling, marry, dump. Okay. Fling meaning like a one night stand, which would be fucking. Sure, sure. Marry, marry, same thing. And then right. dump instead of kill. We keep it Barbie level here. Yes. Right. I thought you were going to say like Mame. Instead of, you Ooh, know, that's a good one. Just like, just, <laughs> you just, just want to fuck them up a little just bit. Just <laughs> injure just a little bit so they remember, but not something like that will last. But yeah. okay, so fling, marry, dump. dump. Yeah. Okay. First one Harry Styles. Okay. Tom Felton. Ryan Reynolds. Oh boy. You're going to have to help me here. Tom Felton is, I recognize the name Draco Malfoy. Oh, sorry, boy. I think, right? Sorry, right? boy. You're going to, you're going to okay, get dumped. Okay, thank you. You're, you're a, a kind fellow. 
I loved you in Planet of the Apes. Okay. I didn't like you uh, whipping those evil uh, spells at my boy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to dump him. Okay. Dumping Tom Felton. And then Harry Styles. I think that's a fling. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a good evening together, a romp in the hay. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds. That's, that's, a, that's a man. It's a lot of man. It's a lot of man with a lot of, you know, honestly, he's handsome. Mm-hmm. He is, uh, you know, I really enjoy his particular style of humor. I think he's a he's a great actor and I love his his delivery. But also he's... Um, All right, well, he's not watching. Entrepreneurial. And I, well, <laughs> let's let's get him on. Um, I think we, I think we can connect with him. Uh, just dial him in. Hey, Ryan Reynolds, if you're watching, we've got two people right now who are but I mean, he, a But he's also, you know... He's industrial. He's yeah. got a, he had a gin. He ha- has had uh, a mobile service and he's got a soccer team. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's cool. Yeah. That's marriage material. Okay, cool. I'm on the exact same page as you. Yeah? Yeah. Word for word. Did I take, like, all of your Ryan Reynolds compliments or do we want to kind of keep those rolling? No, I'm, for, I mean. For Ryan, he's in now? Yeah. You got him on I the... think we have enough. Awesome. He's in. <laughs> all right. The next one. Okay. Fling Mary Dump. Zendaya, oh. Blake Lively, oh God, Mila Kunis. Oh, damn it. Okay, <laughs> this is tough. They're all incredible actresses. Um, I, you could say they're beautiful. They are, well. they yeah. are, but they're also very talented. And um, I stormed through the answer on the first one. Mm-hmm. Did you want to take a whack at this first one? I think for me, I would fling Zendaya. Okay. Dump Mila Kunis. Oh, my. And Mary Blake Lively. Okay. So... Again, I'm in that Ryan Reynolds uh, yeah. era. Yeah. yeah. And you're straddling some, like, micro-generations here of, like... Nice. Actresses. Um, and I know Zendaya is, like, the new hotness. Yeah. And um, maybe controversial. Might have to... Uh, it's tough. You're making me split hairs here. I might yeah. have to dump Zendaya. Okay. And go with... Um, just swap the... The answers. Mary Blake Lively fling Mila Kunis. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I get that. Mila Kunis is quite. I'm going to shake it all up. I'm going to marry Mila Kunis. (gasps) Yeah. And fling Blake Lively. (laughs) Because of the, there will be an innate jealousy uh, for for the Ryan Reynolds situation. And I kind of can't live with that long term, but I could put up with it for an evening. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, So this next one, specifically, these actresses in their friends era. Okay. Jennifer Aniston. Yes. Courtney Cox. Oh my. Lisa Kudrow. Okay. Do you want to go together with me on this? Yes. Do you want to say... Fling. Dump first? Dump first. Fling? Okay, dump first. first. (laughs) Okay, dump first. My goodness. Okay, dump first. Three, two, one. Lisa Lisa Kudrow. Kudrow. Okay. I'm very sorry. But Phoebe? There are covered mouths across the studio here. Phoebe I would marry. Yeah. Lisa Kudrow dump do you want to expound upon that i because i think phoebe to me in the show is like a lot of fun yes and i feel like i like she would be fun to be around all the time although i feel like she's a little spacey Mm -hmm. and you'd have trouble like i don't know you you handle me pretty well (laughs) when i get spacey i just kind of float off and you go all right come back come back um okay i can see that and now fling time fling time okay Ooh, we might be on different pages about this might be okay It's it's gonna be tough Ready? Three, two, one. Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. All right. Okay. And Respectful. We're marrying Nods Cox. around the studio. Okay. okay. Fair enough. 
And uh, do we, yeah, I was going to say three, two, one. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah. Okay, now we're going to move on to some cartoon edition. Okay. Of cartoon. Fling Mary. Dump. This could get dangerous. Yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. Hercules. Mm-hmm. Megara. Okay. Hades. Okay, all, all in Hercules. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to throw in Zeus or something. Oh, my. Um, I feel like I'm going to have to go tropey here, like yeah. by character type, mm. you know? Um, I'm going to have to dump Hades. Just straight up, <sighs> the guardian of uh, uh, the god of the underworld, mischievous, conniving. I don't have patience for it. I don't have time for it. Mm-hmm. James Woods, you're out. Okay. Um, let's see. Megra, she's showed a lot of growth. <laughs> she caught my eye from the moment I was five. Uh, you know, she, I think there was an early awakening in there, a twinkle. A twinkle. Mm-hmm. And But I think that there's some character flaws that she was growing through. I think that's a good fling I do. Me. I do think Megara was probably a lot of people's awakenings. Yes. Men and women alike. Just very sultry, the way she moved. She was very seductive in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, very beautiful. Um, but then Hercules, a classic hero, strong arms can can hold you and keep you guarded, keep you safe. And honestly, if you're married to Hercules, there comes this sense of security. Hmm. I feel like I could get away with anything. You are going so deep on this. Yeah, I'd be like, which I appreciate. Why don't you talk to my husband, Hercules? And then he steps mm. up and he's like eight two, yeah. and dwarfs me. <laughs> and everybody else is like, okay, sir. Trevor is dying to be a little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, How do you feel? I so I picked this one in particular just because like uh, Hades to me, there's some charm about him, some mm. like sexual charm about him in the movie. Oh. So I would fling Hades. Okay. I'd probably marry Megara and dump Hercules. Wow. Just because like I guess Hercules in the movie changes. Like he's definitely like a little too timid for me. In well, the movie. he does start as a baby. <laughs> don't we all <laughs> nope i was born full head of hair full head of full, teeth full head of teeth <laughs> full head of anxiety all right let's go for some pure villains okay ursula oh maleficent the wicked witch i know wicked witch is technically not cartoon but right okay i want to hear your thoughts first i mean dumb ursula yeah i'm sorry but i She's just too evil. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Fling Wicked Witch. Okay. I, I got to be honest with you. I was tempted. I don't think her brittle bones could handle. <laughs> I think there's something about her posture that tells me that, you know, maybe I don't dabble with a witch who's going to poison just anything willy-nilly. The, the Wicked Witch? Yeah. Are you thinking of the 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 evil oh, witch? Oh, I'm thinking Snow White. Yeah, I'm talking Wicked about witch. like Wizard of Oz. Okay, witch. so I'm not <laughs> listen, also brittle bones. I'm not going to lay her like a house. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to hit her like a house out of the sky when it comes to hit hitting the sack. Mm-hmm. If, if you know what I'm saying. Okay, definitely a different witch in my mind. <laughs> I, I I would fling Wicked Witch because I want okay. her to say, "I'll get you, my pretty." Yeah. Oh. And your little dog too. Yeah. 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 Okay, I have to agree then. Okay. I have to agree. And then Mary Maleficent. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can agree with that. Jagri. <laughs> so what's the witch from Snow White called? I think it's just the evil witch, right? I think. We're okay. activating I, um, yeah. the chair. Evil queen. Evil queen. Thank you, Christian. Oh, she, yeah. So you know what's interesting is I got, as a kid, um, I was so very confused between um, Maleficent and 
the evil witch from Snow White. For mm-hmm. some reason, I thought they were like the same entity because the headpiece a little bit. Obviously, if you hold them up side to side, they're totally different. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, I had that whole thing conflated. And that was the first time I really started to think, are these all in the same universe? Mm. Um, I still think they are. They but could for be. different reasons. And all the Disney m- princesses. Maybe a fan theory. Yeah. There's a lot of fan theories about Disney. Yeah. Um, that I would love to get into at some other point because I love Disney. All right, this one is going to be a good one because mm-hmm. recently everyone knows that I'm a huge Simpsons fan, but you've recently started watching it with me and we're on like season eight at this point. Yeah. So we've blasted through. So Trevor is now a Simpsons expert. Well, this yeah. Simpsons <laughs> aware yeah. person. Yeah, I'm Simpsons, I'm Simpsons, <laughs> Simpsons aware. aware. <laughs> uh, so for this one, Marge Simpson. Okay. Ned Flanders. Oh my. Edna Krabappel. Edna Krabop, Krabop. Oh, the teacher. Teacher, yeah. Because it says like crab apple. Crab apple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dumping the teach. Yep. Now I'm conflicted because Ned seems like he would be a, a family man um, with family values. Uh, he's got everything's thought about. He's mm-hmm. very generous, over overly generous. He gets take, taken he's, advantage he of. He is very religious. And he is very religious, which there's no... There's no wrong, nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with, that, with that. But not Just our speed. Not my speed, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Marge, okay, so I, I, oh man, then that means his a fling with Ned Flanders is also going to be a little premarital. Oh, I, I mean, have you seen his butt in that tracksuit? <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing, nothing at all. all. Um, That's a fling right there. That is, okay, I can see, <laughs> listen, I got to say it, I got to say it. He's not going to want to fling with me. He's going to, he's going to want to settle down. And I think Marge is too great of a mother to, to, to everything that she puts up with, that, that the, the de facto Mary is right there. Yes, exactly. Which defaults then Ned to a dump status. Krabappel, you're back in oh. play. You're the fling. Wow, surprising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought you'd for sure fling Ned Flanders. I was tempted. All right, last one. Okay. Pumbaa. <laughs> <laughs> you, you almost had me sipping. I waited for you. To you almost it. had me. All right, Pumbaa. Mm-hmm. Lumiere. And... The big summer blowout guy from Frozen. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> big summer blowout. Big summer blowout. Okay. Um, let's see. Are we talking uh, Lumiere before or after his return to human Ooh. form? Before, as the candlestick. Okay. Because if I recall in the live action, that was uh, Obi Wan. That was. Um, oh, why it, am I blanking? Ewan McGregor? Yes. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I'm kind of a sucker for okay. Ewan McGregor. Well, if that's who you picture. Um, that does help me uh, marry a candlestick, yes. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Sorry, and then Pumbaa? Pumbaa. Oh, God. That, I mean, he would be fun. He would, he would um, ride me like a hog. I just like... It just like what a romp! <laughs> Christian choke. What there. a romp! Did you also sip? Did I catch you sipping? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I gotta say it. You know, if he's guffing upwind of me, yeah, then I'm gonna have to dump Pumbaa. Okay, I'm gonna have to fling with Big Summer Blowout. Okay, and then I'm gonna settle down with my with, Lumiere. with my host of the evening. He seems to care so much. I will be his guest. Wow, forever. Yeah. Forever and ever. That was a good one. What do you think? I actually, I would agree with you on those. Yeah? Yeah. I think, uh, well, actually, I might fling Pumbaa. He mm-hmm. seems like he'd be a good time. I think it's definitely, I can see the argument to fling a Pumbaa. 
the classic saying. You know what they say. I actually did have one more that you saying the thing about Lumiere reminded me of that I wanted to do. Let's go for it. Gaston, the beast. Dom. Oh, okay. Gaston, the beast, the human beast. (laughs) 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 Human version. Human beast. The human version of beast. Okay, I think it's easy. Um, I think Gaston is just such a flawed character out instantly. I don't care about the muscles. I don't care that he can break a leather belt with his neck and that his chest is covered with hair. But he uses antlers in all of his decorating. Uh, You know what? Equally discompelling. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Discompelling. (laughs) I gotta say, I just do not like Gaston as a human being. Um, Fun character, good foil, not in the picture for mm. me so it comes down to the beast and i and i think you know uh who who doesn't want to just kind of like in the in the quiet of the night when no one's looking romp with the beast it's true in beast form and then settle down with the prince um i agree with you i don't think gaston knows where the clit is <laughs> yeah so i would probably say no to that and dump him seems like a really selfish lay yeah for sure and then Fling the beast, marry human beast. Yeah. Because, I mean, that beast be fine. Beast be fine? Beast be fine. Did something, uh, was something awoken in you? Maybe a bone? Uh, uh, no. No. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> well, thank you, Trevor, for indulging me with that little game. Oh, and, you're very uh, welcome. Let us know in the comments if you agree with uh, our assessment of these. And if you have other uh, character suggestions if we play this game again, because it mm-hmm. was fun. Kickstart a fresh fall routine with HelloFresh, today's sponsor. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping and delivers everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. It's convenient, easy, and so delicious. When it comes to options, honestly, more is more. That's why HelloFresh's menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from every single week. They even have quick and easy recipes and 15-minute meals so you could get a tasty dinner on the table in less time than it takes to get takeout or delivery. And they have more than just dinners. You could also stock your fridge with easy breakfast, quick lunches, and fresh snacks as well. Trevor just cooked us a HelloFresh meal the other day. It was amazing. It was a pork meatloaf and spaghetti. Uh incredible i didn't want to finish it so i would have leftovers for days but it was amazing we have so many meals that we've cooked together that are so easy and so delicious tons of options as well go to hellofresh.com 50 open and use code 50 open for 50 percent off plus 15 percent off the next two months that's 50 percent off plus 15 percent off the next two months with code 50 open at hellofresh.com 50 open HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Thank you for sponsoring the episode today. All right. Well, the next game I want to play is something that we actually have done a few times. Um, It's a game called Most Likely To, essentially, um, that you've heard of before. But for this one, there's been, like, filters that have come out on Instagram and TikTok where, like, couples do it and, like, point to each other of who's most likely to do something or do, like, the little head tilt to indicate and see if they agree. Since this is also an audio podcast we can't just point yes so i figured we'll point and then say who we chose okay for this one perfect yeah <clears throat> all right who is most likely to wash the dishes oh oh we have to snap decision yeah i'll tell you uh, yeah Trevor. but but we're very balanced in our chordom like we we definitely 
help each other yeah. when like when we're like oh i know that you've done the dishes like three times now Let, like don't worry about it let me put them away or let you me do like, it you'll load them i'll unload them or yeah vice versa yeah so yeah it's probably both but i think like you're i think a little better of keeping up with the chores than i am okay if they need to be done um who is most likely to prepare for a party that would be you i think yeah i just yeah i think that comes with the way i don't know the way i grew up and like always wanting to make sure everyone has exactly what they need if they're over at my place and like always have food and drinks and have everything clean i just like i don't i can't have people over if the house is a mess well you're also a giver you're a planner and so when people come over you want to be the hostess you want to like make sure that everything is sorted that people can come in and just focus on having a good time you're a giver you're a planner oh man that song is so on the tip of my tongue though what is that i'm a joker i'm uh, a smoker i'm a midnight toker, toker. yeah <laughs> but um i i took it as going out to a party mm. where i kind of like I do, ha I have to like mentally prepare where I'm like, okay, it's going to be a shift of social fabric. And, yeah, immediately have you know, to turn on. Yeah, a little bit of that. Because yeah. um, uh, my default state is a little bit more introverted. So I can push through that. But it's also like, I'll, I'll mentally prepare. Like, what am I going to wear? That's in the closet. That's clean. Okay, sure. That's that's my plan. <laughs> um, I love the way when you think your eyes always go up and they switch yeah. so quickly back isn't and there, forth. Isn't there like a thing for that where like if you're telling a lie, it's like up into the this direction because you're accessing a, a certain part of your part. brain? Yeah. And so when you're picturing something, <laughs> you're, you're both lying and planning a great adventure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's because you're like accessing certain parts of your brain. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. I, don't know I mean, I'll throw on a pair of shoes and be like, done. Whereas you'll be like, Hmm, the brown boots or the black Chelsea boots? Yeah. And I'll be like, hmm. Trevor always helps me pick out my shoes whenever we're going out. Yeah. I'll put one on one foot, one on the other. And, and it, it's tough because I'm like, both are great. You could roll the <laughs> dice, honestly. <laughs> well, I usually try to pick out good options for you as well. Um, who is most likely to drive on a long trip? Trevor. I would say, yeah. I do like a good drive. Um, like, we both take turns driving mm -hmm. most of the time. Like... If we're going to a friend's house or we're going out, we usually alternate who's driving. But I think, yeah, the longer trips, it always seems to be you. And I don't know if that's because like your car's maybe a little bit more comfortable because it's a little more roomy than my car is. Yeah, it probably. A, a small old SUV. Yeah. I felt bad because um, a few months ago, we actually took a trip out to Corpus Christi um, where Michael and Lindsay were hosting <clears throat> a few of us. And <clears throat> we were on the beach <clears throat> throwing a football around oh. and I threw a football to Trevor and he, uh, I guess, like caught it wrong. I caught it wrong. And it jammed his finger and yeah. it's been broken ever since. And he's had to have a little cast on his finger the whole time. A little splint. But you had driven to that trip. So you had to drive home with that as well. It's like a, a new version of Fancy where it's not pinkies out. It's your pinkies and your ring finger <laughs> ring out. Because <finger> out. <laughs> it was my left ring finger. And um, you guess. like to keep saying, you broke my finger. Well, I, I mean, And I say, no, it's just a freak accident. I I stepped forward and I caught it low and I caught it weird rather than stepping into the pass and catching it like a normal person. <laughs> it was just a freak thing. And it was also a thick, heavy rubber football. And it was wet. It was, the water. it was slippery, it was sandy. It was built for the beach, but it was mm -hmm. also very heavy. Like it was it was a it was a brick. If someone else had thrown the ball to you and that happened, would you have blamed them for I would have gone hard at them. <laughs> very. I would have yeah. 
probably done some sort of class action lawsuit. Yeah. No, no, of course not. No, I don't want to guilt anybody. It's you know these things happen. It's not your style. Yeah. Um, who is most likely to cook? Ooh, that's. A- I I want to gesture to you because more recently you have definitely taken up a lot of interesting recipes, and you I think maybe years ago you were more uncomfortable in the kitchen and like you just didn't know recipes or know like what to do and you've definitely come out of your comfort zone with that one you know what made me a little bit more comfortable with it was that surprisingly enough trucked up really being on trucked up um it was like a week straight of just cooking and and following recipes and and learning how to do different things and different techniques for different types of food yeah uh and it just made me like want to try cooking more that's a good point ironically (laughs) there was there was no failing i mean you could definitely fail but you but no matter what we definitely failed yeah oh god watch look at my panda express dish for the love of god (laughs) but i mean yeah like no matter what happens in these 30 minutes you have to have something Mm -hmm. and so you can't shy away from it which i think making recipes and and cooking in the kitchen can absolutely be so daunting that you just don't even try yeah and um you know various sponsors have come through with meal preps to to kind of get us into the kitchen and try things i really enjoy cooking with you because then it becomes like a kind of we're both learning a recipe but we're also kind of bonding at the same time time together yeah do you like the hot stuff do you like cooking on the stove or do you like doing the prep where you're chopping vegetables and washing things i feel like i often uh default to doing the vegetables and the prep and stuff like that and you usually default to doing like the meat Meat. or like the pasta or like whatever the hot part of it is Mm -hmm. and i don't know why that is I don't know. Um, I think I've got more comfort with meat in general because yeah. I've been <laughs> <laughs> because I cook with it a lot. Oh, it's, right, right. oh did you a non tundra yeah. or something? Uh, but I think it's just because um, you know ever since college I've been like cooking steaks or burgers or whatever, and so it's a very straightforward thing that took yeah. I I definitely messed it up enough that I figured out what I was doing wrong, and so I kind of just gravitated to that. Um, yeah, but it's a good a good mix, good balance between the I two think of so. us. I absolutely, yeah. Having to do all that by yourself is just so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that we both enjoy somewhat doing that together. Yeah. Um, who is most likely to take out the trash? Trevor. Ooh, we have, this is the most systematic thing that we have. This is probably one of the most consistent, like for other chores, like we said, like the dishes mm-hmm. or like washing the towels and stuff. It's like whoever thinks about it just does it. Right. But for the trash, it is very much, I close up the bags and take them out of the trash and put them by the door and you or or that part's kind of flexible but, flexible, but yeah. beside the point you always take out the trash i'll take and it take out. out the bins yes and then i put the trash bag back in the the trash can in the house yeah and that's you basically you do everything outside and touching the trash and i do everything inside with yeah. the bags there's something, it's it's also, just as an aside, it's one of those chores that we all have to do, but you know, like, and, and I'm sure your listeners, your openers at home, all- <laughs> Our openers, that's good. That's actually really good. They, they like, there's, there are various chores that we make into mountains out of molehills that for some reason, for, to me, replacing the bag in the bin, because we have like an automatic one, you have that like complex lid and mm-hmm. there's like a plastic rim that has to go around. And it's like, for some reason, it's just so hyper tedious for my brain. It takes 15 seconds to do, but my brain goes, I don't want to do it. I'm like Paul Rudd in <laughs> Hot American Summer. Where he's like, <laughs> just riding around on the floor. And, he, and he's like, uh, uh, he's like picks things up with a huff and puts it. Yeah, honestly, the worst part about putting the trash bag back in the can for me is the when you take the bag and you have to go whoosh, 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 to like open it <laughs> yeah. up. I hate that part. That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. I, I try to get 
air in it and then I hold the lid or the hold the opening and then push against it so it like pop, 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 mm-hmm. unfolds the rest. I don't know. Or we'll do a few more of these. Okay. Who is most likely to plan a trip? Ooh, that's also been very mutual. Um, okay. I think I have an answer. You. you me, yeah. You, you, you. I think we usually plan it together, but I'll usually be the one who like maybe books the stuff just like because I'm used to looking for flights and hotels just from conventions and other places I yeah. would travel to. You also have more status because you because of conventions, you travel more. And so it is nice. I've lost all status just because of staying at home and everything. I'm just like, and that's whatever. It's hard to keep up. But um, and it, it really is. And so because of that, there's just some level of help that comes with that, right? Like because you travel frequently, they see that. And so if we ever run into issues, it's kind of like, it's not split up. It is kind of like, oh, we see that you have this status and it... It just helps a little bit just in case, yeah. but um, I don't know. It, it also then accrues points on one account versus spreading miles and points and whatever systems you, that you use across multiple places because yeah. then eventually you want to use those miles and go travel to somewhere for free. That's kind of nice, yeah. right? It's just nice, I, yeah. but we, we do spend a lot of time trying to find a good trip to go on when we do travel Yeah, because it is rare that we go someplace just us. Yeah. Usually if we're traveling, it's to visit family or for work. So it's nice to do something. We have to figure out a trip for this year. We do. At some point. We also, I've talked about on the show a lot in every show that I've ever done, but going to Japan at some point. I would absolutely love that. We're trying to do that. Maybe next year. Yeah. Maybe please next year. We will figure it out. I'm sure the internet will know when we're in Japan. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be very about loud it. about it. <laughs> All right. Just, we'll do a couple of more. Um, who is most likely to make up after an argument first? Hmm. I think it's very split. I think we're very um, mature when it comes to that. Yeah, I would say you, though. I think, like, not that... Well, I guess it depends on the nature of the argument, right? Of or, what, or, like, yeah. who got upset about it. Yeah, sure. Because I think something that I love about you and our relationship is we don't hold things in when there's something wrong. And so, like, we'll immediately talk about it. And we never try to... um dismiss anyone's feelings even if it's very much misplaced sure um which is something i really appreciate about you and so like if something bothers me you'll apologize yeah or like try to understand yeah and the same thing goes for me well it also moves the argument to the side for a second to just address how are you feeling how am i feeling what was our understanding of the argument and then sometimes in that and most of the time even you go oh I had a misunderstanding of that or I was thinking like something else was in play mm-hmm. that you or I might not have been aware of. And then immediately the the qualm itself falls to the wayside and you go, got it, moving on. We totally figured it out, you know? Yep. But yeah. All right, I'll do one or two more. Okay. Who is most likely to eat most of the candy in your bowl when you are not looking? Instant. Definitely instant me. to you. Definitely me. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man, <laughs> but like I've kind of fallen off nibbling on candy. Yeah, well, I feel like our snacks are usually like bowls of cereal or like sometimes we'll do like popcorn. Yeah. But we don't really eat. We don't have a lot of sweets in the house usually. Yeah. Unless we treat ourselves to a Pop-Tart every once in a while. Absolutely. Or a... Stuffed with carbs. Fudgical. A fudgical, as you call them. <laughs> I love that. Aren't they fudgesicles? Fudgesicle, yeah. Fudgesicle. Do I say, I say fudgical? I like fudgical. But I think <laughs> small things like that or a little cup of pudding, that, that that's enough sugar to like 
tickle that itch yeah. or what, scratch that itch. Tickle that itch. Just, just tickle it really my itch. Just t- really makes it worse. When you're itchy <laughs> and, and someone just comes through and starts tickling you, it's just a good experience. But I don't know. We also like, do some s- things are just so sweet. Yeah. We do something too that I um, always enjoy called uh, girlfriend tax or boyfriend tax. Yeah. Uh, so if like I'm getting, let's say, a, a bowl of popcorn or something like that. Um, I'll always add just a little bit more for boyfriend tax. Right. So when I come back to the couch, there's extra in my bowl for Trevor. Well, I go, that looks a little good. I might want to take a nibble, but I don't want to hit your reserves. <laughs> you know, because you got you got a, a proportionate my portion, portion. Yeah. right? Which is why you got to add the boyfriend tax exactly. or the girlfriend tax in my <laughs> case when you do it. Um, all right, the last one: Who is most likely to have their phone run out of battery during the day? That would be absolutely you. me. Yeah. And it has happened multiple times. Yeah. I think you work more on your phone. Um, I maintain some old man early cell phone <laughs> world <laughs> habits of like I didn't text until after T9. And yeah. just for again, the openers at home that are a little younger. The T9 was when you had one through uh nine and then the zero and, and the star and pound, you'd have to just letters on each number. Yeah, you just have to tap multiple times until you got the right letter and then move on. Oh my god, I don't know. I just didn't have the patience to sit there and type one sentence an hour. That's how like the really short form texting I think happened. Yeah. When like BRB and stuff. Or like like THX, you know, instead of thanks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just short formed every excuse me, everything. Um, to make it easier because you had to take so long to type something on your T nine keyboard. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a sucker for just doom scrolling and dopamine hits and like and I'll and I'll be on my phone a while. But I also, and I know we we were both doing this more recently, mm-hmm. which is like trying to back away from it, trying to be more present and like doing other things. And But with that comes less battery usage. Yeah, I need to definitely cut my phone use. I mean, even right now, it's not too bad. I'm at 94% right now. Well, that's very good. That's also because I charged it during my meeting at noon today. It's 3 p.m. 3 and I'm p.m. at 83%. See, that's like I was at when before I charged it, I was at 66%. And that was from waking up at eight until 12. But let me dive into it. Conspiracy, right? Uh, Well, proven. Oh, you've got an older phone. And is this planned? You want to hold my hand? Is this this planned obsolescence? Is your battery being drained just by its existence as an older phone? And they say, we need this Dunkelman character on our new stuff. she's eating away at that battery um yeah it could be that but i also think that i did there's just a, a bit of an addiction going on that sure. we've talked about um but i think a lot of our generation and just people these days are on their phone a lot and i don't think that's anything new but mm-hmm. it is something that i would like to work on i mean so i don't drain my phone battery by oh, 4 p.m for sure i mean we even um i mean we <laughs> We also don't make our make it easy for ourselves. We have like one of those really long uh, charging cables <laughs> yeah. plugged in at all times that goes to the couch, like it goes up behind the couch and through the cushion. So there's always a cable in place. So you're mm-hmm. like, I, it feels infinite. But I mean, we even watched Blackberry last night. And, uh, great movie. Great movie uh, about literally the rise and fall of Blackberry. And even the folks in there at the peak of Blackberry are kind of like glued to their phones. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of the early immersion of like, the addiction that is instant connection with one another. devices, yeah. Interesting. All right, well, thank you for playing that with me. Thank you for letting me in on this game. Feel free to take those (laughs) questions and and play them with your significant other, partner, friends, whatever you'd like to do, um, and maybe more to come. Uh, So for the next topic I'd love to discuss with you, part of having you on the show, obviously you're my boyfriend, love of my life, soulmate. Mm -hmm. Um, 
talk about how much I value our relationship and like how um, I think it's just such a strong and healthy relationship and has been since the very beginning. And there's we're, a lot of people. We're a little biased. Maybe a little biased. <laughs> um, I agree. But obviously this show, we talk about relationships a lot and we give, we try to give our best advice um, depending on the circumstance. And so something that I would love to discuss with you are maybe what our three tips are for any relationships out there, whether it's new relationships, people in existing long-term relationships, people looking for love, um, whatever it is, just to talk about like our experiences and what's worked well for us in yeah. developing our our bond. It's interesting because I think, you know, there's no right or wrong way to go about it, but just for everybody at home in various different dispositions, different ages, looking for different things, it's important to kind of know who you are and, and who you're looking for. And that comes by dating people and making mistakes and, and feeling out things. But honestly, and I think this very healthy relationship that we have, um, one thing stood out so much to me. And like, I'd say the number one rule for a relationship is communication. No matter what you're feeling, no matter how the other person we is need feeling, a button on the show for the communication because it's, it's, it's brought up every single time. It's so how important. important. It is yes, and the over communication even yes. to a degree. And to get more specific on that, because it's so yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Communication. You're probably letting it wash over you for the umpteenth time. What I'm saying is, and this took me a lot of time to really get comfortable with is there are a lot of little things in the back of your mind that you harbor and it builds animosity even if you don't feel it. Mm -hmm. uh, your partner did something that rubbed you the wrong way. Said something they in said, a way that exactly. made it seem that they were mad at you. Or... And I'm sure you do the same, but but you need to get, like there's a, a discomfort with wanting to say that because, well, what if that makes them upset? What if that like riles things up? And honestly, it's the absence of talking that will cause those fears. So just pushing through that discomfort to say, hey, I'm, you know, just the way you said that, like, made me feel a little type of way. I know you probably didn't mean that. Or at least laying them up to let them explain themselves. Yeah. They can go, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. Let me explain. And I think that if you are in a relationship where if you want to have that type of communication but are too afraid to um, in fear of any sort of, like, reaction or, um, you know, upsetting your partner or making them lash out at you, then that is not a healthy situation to be in. Right. Um, you should feel... Um, you should feel the permission to be open and honest with your partner, even if it's something that may upset them. Um, because if it's something that's bothering you or making you feel a certain type of way that they maybe had a hand in, whether it was intentional or not, it's still important to be able to tell them that and to communicate that. Absolutely. And I'll be totally candid. Like there are times where I might be like so zoned in on what I'm thinking, I get tunnel vision. And like, you might ask me something and I might not like it might come off as a blow off or ign ignoring you and you'll be like hello and i'll be like oh hi and then you'll like reiterate and i'll be like oh i'm so sorry i was like i was you know and immediately what what could have in an unhealthy relationship spiraled goes oh well i'm that's just like now i understand the situation mm -hmm. and understand what was going on there um so that would be my rule one rule one i think for one of my rules, and we don't have to do three. We could just do however many we want to do. I'm a rule man. Um, for me, I would say, this is going to sound so weird. Say thank you. Ooh, because gratitude, yeah. Gratitude, I think, is something that I think goes um, kind of missed in a lot of relationships. And I make sure to be grateful and to say thank you to you for even like the smallest things you do for me and same with you to me. So it's like, 
oh, you went upstairs to get something I forgot or you um, are getting a snack and get me some extra girlfriend tax. And it's like, (laughs) I always say thank you because it's something that you are doing for me, whether it's small or big or anything like that. It's still something that you're putting the effort in to make me happy. And I think a lot of people take each other for granted, especially in a long relationship, long-term relationship. Um, And it's easy to kind of forget to do that over time. Yeah. It's kind of like the counter end of that is, you know, when you're, and when you're alone, like whenever you call to a convention, this is me, just a couch, couch potato, (laughs) surfing the channels. I'm like, yeah, do I want to get up and get that water? Nah. But like you help fill in my lazy gaps right? And they're like micro lazies. Like my water's across the room. I don't want to go get it. And you're like, well, I'm getting up anyway, grabbed it. And so I like, I, you know, it's showing the appreciation to let you know, like you like allowed me to have a moment of like a micro moment of relaxation. And so like, it's that micro give and take that can then scale up to bigger gestures. Um, whether it be surprises or shows of affection in that way, or even just like things that don't necessarily even need thank you for Mm -hmm. like if you do the dishes it's like yes of course we're both supposed to be doing that because it's our household and we both take care of our household but like if you do the dishes like i'll say thank you and or if like i do i wash the sheets you'll say thank you and it's like it's always showing appreciation for every little thing constantly and it's just part of having a positive mindset which is so difficult anymore and so important to actively practice Mm -hmm. and let me also say we live in a thankless world that doesn't mean that it's an evil world it just means that we all go about our lives doing jobs doing tasks doing things that kind of go overlooked is that why you started the task force and it is why we called the the task force Uh, red web shout out to a red web podcast thank you the mystery (laughs) podcast if you like true crime mysteries and cryptids and aliens and all that um but yeah, I mean, like, just anybody, like, I mean, just take it straight up about jobs. Like, everyone's doing a job. Everyone's just trying to get through life. And sometimes we have rough days, but, like, even on good days, it's kind of thankless. Mm-hmm. And so it is nice to, like, if nothing else, you have each other. Like, the world can be chaotic and noisy and negative and positive, but, like, at the end of the day, the two of you have to have each other because that's that's the team that you have left yeah. if everything went away. And so appreciation is is good to have well thank you yeah well (laughs) you're welcome um no i'm very grateful um for for those shows of affection and those shows of appreciation because it's very easy to slip into habits of like yeah yeah yeah, it's nothing but like i want to you know i want to be more available to a thanking or to giving gratitude like that's such an important thing to practice because I know a lot of people. I used to be very bad at taking that sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah there's nothing. Let's move on. I'm, right. I don't, don't don't shine the light on me. But it's, but I don't know. It's not putting um, weight on that person's opinion. Then you know, if if someone says thank you or compliments you in a certain way, and you're like, oh no no, like nah, and it's like, well, this is what I think of you. Do you not like value my opinion? Yeah. Then like or like appreciate what I'm trying to say. Some uh, a good friend of ours actually taught me that. Yeah, it was Troy Baker. Yeah, yeah he's so thoughtful. Taking compliments and uh, from people that you respect, um, you should you know just say thank you. Right. That's it. He's. Uh, I love the philosophical angle he brings to a lot of conversation. I love how cerebral it can get, and uh, it always just refreshes and broadens my horizon on whatever the thing, whether it be relationship, friends, work, whatever. Every time Trevor and I hang out with Troy, it's always like a, a little therapy session for us. Yeah. <laughs> or we just get real deep into something. Yeah, we, come, we come something. out better for it, I think, every time. I'd like to think yeah. so. I think, let me think. I'm trying to find the right words for this one. 
but there is a actually let me like maybe just think about it for you a second think about it yeah yeah there's it's hard to put into words some of them but i think a very simple tip that i would also give um and this is such a cliche to say but don't go to bed angry oh my god like it, it going to bed and ending the day with any unresolved issues or discussions or anything that you have on your mind that you haven't voiced a concern for or talked through, I think is such an unhealthy way to go about things because then you don't resolve it and then you're asleep and then it might ruin your sleep and then you'll wake up in a bad mood and then it's like, do you just brush it off in the morning or do you start your day with that discussion? Um, Baggage, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think you and I have ever gone to bed upset at each other. We have a little once. ritual. Have you talked about it? Do you want to talk we about could. it? We could. We have a, a, we'll just call it good morning kiss and good night kiss. Yes. Um, every single day. We, the first thing we do when we wake up is a kiss good morning. And the last thing we do before we fall asleep is a kiss good night. Again, very cliche. but Sure. But it's a little, it's a moment to check in with each other, see how we're doing, but also wish well upon each other to fully allow a let go of the world and be present. Yeah. I think that is a big part. It's not really a rule, I would say, but I think being present is another... I mean, it's a good tip if you want to, yeah. you know, I think because intimacy, I think also for a lot of people um, dwindles over time, not necessarily in a in a bit way that negatively impacts your relationship, but I think even kissing each other and being intimate with each other, even in that way, not necessarily like having sex all the time, but like just, you know, touching on each other, kissing each other, showing appreciation for each other that way is such a important form of intimacy for a long-term relationship yep and that's something i really value goes right back into not taking things for granted and i think again i'm still trying to find the words for it but i think another rule i would have and this is coming from years of dating and learning what i need in a partner uh learning what i can offer another partner and like finding what complements one another i think and also talking to friends who are either still dating in their young or early adult life. I, I want to say young adult, but we're in our 30s. Um, but dating We are in young 30s, adults still, yeah. I would say. But dating, no matter when it is, is like um, never tuck things away to the point where like if you find that there is a disconnect with somebody, if you find that there is something that you might not be able to get over, and, and it doesn't even have to be egregious. It's mm-hmm. just something that like, I guess we don't work in this way. We're not compatible in this way. But over here, I like this part. Sometimes that takes the form of, oh, we have amazing sex, but I don't really like her attitude towards, I don't know, politics or, or my friends. Or, my friends yeah. or, you know, and I'm just, again, making up a scenario. But I think it is, and this kind of goes back to the, the communication part is like, it's being open and, and honest with yourself about what you need in a partner, what will help support you, but also what you have to give. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of people, will fall into a scenario where it's just easier to maintain momentum. Mm-hmm. It's easier to stay on board the train you're on and to not ruffle feathers, but you got to also really keep it into perspective. And even here in our early thirties, I think, you know, we got at least, uh, you know, knock on wood in a healthy world on average, like 40 some odd years, not even halfway through 40 billion, Trevor. 40 billion years. And at so least. you got to think like, will that element grow? Is it something you can overcome yourself? It, that's something for you mm-hmm. to think about as an individual. But like, if there is a disconnect, you have to be honest with if that will grow to the point where you now are 10 years on and you have this strain that neither of you deserves, but you never were willing to come forward and say like, here's a challenge I can't get past. Or I don't know if we're fully right for each other. Right. If you know what I'm saying. It's, yeah. 
it's nuanced and it and it and it's hard to speak with generics because it's it's all about <laughs> right. people in their specific scenario. But I think and I hope somebody at home maybe can kind of connect with what I'm saying. I think so. Um, I think there's always people who who definitely find um, something they need. The small pain of breaking up mm. is sometimes the best move for all parties. It's temporary. It be, it's temporary. It will heal. Um, it will be in the past at some point, and it is fair and best for both parties, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it might suck in that moment, and it might suck for a while. Sure. But eventually you'll be past it and happier for it. Yeah. We've talked right. about that before on the show oh, a lot. But yeah. Um, my last tip, I think, would be, again, so cliche, compromise. Whereas, for example, I'll give a, a scenario. Let's mm-hmm. say you and I are going out to a party, house party, and right. we talk about like, oh, <laughs> you're, you're in the mood for it. I'm vibing up. But like, let's say you're like, oh, well, you know, let's say a Friday night and you're like, I've had a really long day at work, but like we've already agreed to go to this. So like, let's go and have a good time. But like, I don't know how long I want to stay. And I might be like, oh, well, like I haven't seen these friends in a really long time. So like, I do want to spend some time, but I am aware that, you know, you've had a long day. So I want to be mindful of that. And so like, it'll be a compromise on both ends of like you coming out because it's something you agreed to and know your partner wants to do. And me being aware that like your social battery might not be very high that night and so it's like a balance of that and it's it's like that for everything yeah. you do and sometimes you have to figure out through communication what is the person's needs in that moment mm-hmm. and what you might have to give up of your needs to help that person's needs come to fruition yeah or vice versa yeah you know what's funny is with that specific scenario and we've both been on either side of that yeah but what i've found and this is why it's so important to push through small discomfort. Obviously, if there's big discomfort, that's your challenge to figure out. But to push through those discomfort uh, moments for each other, because I've learned now that sometimes it's like, it's it's a daunting task for me, again, a little more introverted. So when you get into the moment, you're like, ah, oh, okay, no, I'm, I'm here now. I'm at the level. I'm cruising. And we both want to hang for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And But if I had let my past self rule, I might not have ever allowed myself into this moment right and so that's what yeah you just kind of tip, push tip, each other a little yeah, bit you push each other encourage you you kind of find that averaging between the two dispositions but then you kind of keep checking but up also with each other you and, know if if in that scenario you were like i really i just don't think i could go out tonight like i really don't want to be around people I, i'm not in a great mood it's like okay cool and then that scenario might be like well like do you want me to stay home with you or is it cool if i still go i say you go for it which Again, you could do things apart and together <laughs> when you're in a relationship. You don't always have to have your partner. Right. And I mean, it's healthy. Yeah. Um, any other last tips? Oh, I could stand here in my soapbox and pretend. No, no. I mean, I don't know. I think the the important thing is, you know, you need to seek growth. Mm-hmm. You need to seek challenge. And sometimes that comes in discomfort. I think you should seek to be happy, but never at the expense of others. And apply that as you will to a relationship, knowing that your partner also will face challenges, also need to seek discomfort sometimes, and also need to seek happiness. And how can you help them on their journey while they help you too? I mean, it is... It is 50-50. We are so complimentary in a lot of ways, which is what started the relationship on such a strong footing and allowed me to feel comfortable with you. But then I learned that you complement weak points of mine. And I've grown tremendously as a human because of the perspective that you've offered from your experience. And I hope I've done the same for you. And so it's being open, being vulnerable. Sometimes it hurts and sometimes it's incredible. And so, you know, if you stayed 
in a little cage behind the the barrier. Y- <laughs> you know, you maybe multiple layers of You know, if you stay bubble boy, Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal, you might be okay or you you might not live a fulfilled life. And so yeah. I think that applies to everything, but certainly relationships. Well, you set the bar very high. So, sorry to everyone watching. He's trying mine. to climb up to your bar, baby. He's uh he's mine back off. All right. Um <laughs> But yeah, that's it for our show today. I know we didn't get to any user questions today, um, but if you still have them for the show, we would love to hear from you. Uh, hopefully we will get to them on future episodes. Uh, you could email those questions to alwaysopen at roosterteeth.com. Trevor, maybe we'll have you back Please. to answer some questions from the audience, maybe some relationship questions for us that we could dive Absolutely. into. Um, but Trevor, thank you so much for being here Sweetness, with me. I'm so happy to be on your show. <laughs> I'm so grateful to be here. Anything you want to plug before we close out? Sure. I mean, you you were so sweet as to to mention it earlier, but Red Web is a podcast that I host with Alfredo Diaz. And also we share a producer with Christian Young over hey. here. Um, <laughs> but if you like Unsolved Mysteries, a little bit of true crime, aliens, cryptids, sometimes conspiracies, internet mysteries for sure. Uh, we talk about all that stuff, and for the month of August, we're doing like a new person of intrigue, like mysterious people. So if you like Rasputin, Shakespeare, we just did um, a real—I don't know. I don't. This will come out. Give it all out. This will come out after August. It's so fine. Go back. Go for back it. in time. Go back for it. It's all out now. You can binge it. But we just did a really, really cool one. I'm going to geek out on Nikola Tesla. Um, a little bit longer, but anyway, long plug, no, but I'm please. just so stoked about what we're doing right now. So <laughs> if you're, if that's interesting to you, come check us out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, my sweetness. Thanks for having me, sweet. Uh, and thank you all for watching this episode of Always Open. Uh, we, you could find this show every single week on the All Good No Worries channel. You could subscribe to us right here on YouTube as well as on roosterteeth.com. Follow us on social media. And of course, check out all the other wonderful content on roosterteeth.com. And become a first member to help support this show and every other piece of content and everything we're doing here at Rooster Teeth. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next week.